0: Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Eravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Friday, October 9th. Uh, John Eravosis here with Cliff Schecter. Cliff. Hey, John. I'm sitting yeah. in your, your hometown, admiring it. Are you? Are you stalking my mother?
0: Uh, I don't know where she lives. If you tell me where, I will stalk her. I'll say that. Um, sure. sure. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, no, just uh, you know, kids' fall break. We felt like it was good to get away. It's li- almost literally like just a, let's have a change of scenery in some place we can drive to. It's like literally a staycation in a different city. I mean, we're gonna go out, you know, and do the the, I mean, magnificent you can walk around mile. the streets,
1: and all that kind right. of
0: stuff. Exactly. You know, we're gonna do all that kind of stuff, but and just walk around. I mean, we. It's like, like our kids have been here two or three times before. I've been here seven or eight times before. But yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, nice. it's just nice. It's nice. I like yeah. your town. It's a good town. Um,
1: Chicago we're talking about, in case people had no idea what we were saying. So um, today, you know, today's going to be the obvious. It's election, 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 COVID, COVID, COVID. It's the same topics, but lots of news. And now a word from our sponsor. Did you know that the average American has 97 points that they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? ScoreMaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average Scoremaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. That's 61 points. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to Scoremaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. And if you'd gone to Scoremaster before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average 61 points, you could have saved almost 100 grand over the life of your loan. If you own a business, you know how essential great credit is. From getting a loan to funding projects to financing equipment, go to ScoreMaster first and see how super boosting your business credit score can save you a fortune. ScoreMaster, that's one word, puts you in control of your finances rather than the banks being in control. And roll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit ScoreMaster, that's Score S-C-O-R-E, ScoreMaster.com slash offer. That's ScoreMaster.com slash offer. I actually used one of those services for free. I forgot what it was and was able to add like 20 or 30 points to my score instantaneously. It was pretty wild. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a fake. It's pretty cool. And now back to our show. Cliff, uh, at one point, I definitely want us to have, uh, Cliff's got half an hour, maybe a little longer. If we need to go on, I'll keep talking. <laughs> yep. um, but at some point, I definitely want you to give, uh, you know, let's election. start, with the, let's let's
0: start, start with, it. with the election. Because because, I mean, because, again, let's start
1: because you can do some of the expertise on the polling. Um, tell people where we are.
0: Uh, I mean, again, so looking House at data, yeah. yeah, so looking at data, um, uh, there is no doubt that uh, and you've probably seen many pieces out there uh, talking to Republican operatives who won't give their names, the usual stuff. Uh, but there has been a, a, a real and noticeable shift since the second debate or first debate, excuse me. Um, and I'll get, you know, obviously it's more than just the first debate. But, you know, you, you see a lot of noise with numbers. You see a lot of stuff go back and forth. There's margins of error. And that's the reason why you look for two things with polls. You look for trends. You compare them to the same poll who, who theoretically has the same methodology uh, as before to see what's changed in that poll. Uh, and then you also um, will look overall and average them. And, you know, Nate Silver's site, of course, does the averaging as does, you know, the New York Times and other places. And people may forget, uh, but I'll remind you that as of about two weeks ago, um, we had, we you know, at one point Biden had an eight to nine point lead. This is nationally. Um, but it, it had got, gotten down not low, but it was just over 7%, which to give you some, some context, Barack Obama won by about 7 and change in 2008, and that was a landslide. Right. I mean that was considered a landslide. Right. Um, usually presidential elections are honestly within about five points. Um,
1: and of course, it depends where that 7% is coming from. Right. If, if a lot of it is built into California, then it doesn't really matter. Well, I mean,
0: obviously, we've got the Electoral College to contend with. I just right. meant in terms of the popular vote, 7% right. is considered. We'll get to the states. I'll get to that. Um, but so to give you an idea, with all the polls that came out, I mean, we had a CNN one that showed it a 16- or 17-point race, which is heading towards Reagan-Mondale territory. And you'd be tempted to just say that's crazy, except there. The, I think the CNN one had it at 17. Another one had it – I can't remember which one at 16. Marist NBC News had it at 14. Honestly, the, the closest one I've seen – maybe I've missed something – since the uh, since that debate – and again, let's wrap everything into that. Well, let me say the number first is 10 is the closest I've seen. So, um, you know, you've got the debate. Trump performs horribly, which most of us thought and, and said, you know, this is not somebody that people are going to react well to. Right. Forget the substance of the debate. I mean, he, he, he's him. And that was not going to be helpful. Um, but the, the response to it afterwards, the doubling down on the Proud Boys stuff and refusing to apologize, right around the time, also the tax story came out about him, and then boom, COVID, and you know it has dominated the news. And this is generally when you see numbers move. That for literally a week, it's just it's almost been like, you know, uh, it's almost been like a parlor game. Which person in the Trump White House will get it next? Oh, Bill Stepien, and his campaign manager. Oh, you know, Christine – Chris, whatever, Mackinac, fucky, whatever mm-hmm. her name is. Mm-hmm. There you go. I can't go. Uh, Christine. You know, the one who, who said, oh, I don't feel, you know, felt a need to say, I don't need to wear a mask. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, she has it now. Um, a number of Republican senators uh, have gotten it. Mike Lee, who's, by the way, basically been tweeting out lately that he doesn't like democracy. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Chris Christie. Basically, everybody in Trump's internal circle, uh, who was, due to, who he was doing two things with them: a debate prep, and b showed up to the the that ridiculous um, super spreader event uh, with uh, Coney Barrett, the 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 crazy um, Supreme Court justice, or to be, let's hope never, who they're trying to jam through in two weeks during a massive pandemic when voting's already started and whatever. I mean, not that you didn't know that every single thing in the history of the world that Mitch McConnell has said has been completely full of shit. But if you needed more evidence that it's all about power and has absolutely nothing to do with American democracy or anything resembling that, it's that right now they're literally trying to figure out ways to have Republican senators like Ron Johnson, you know the Russians' favorite propagandist, and others who are on the and they're all on the Judiciary Committee because they were all at that Coney Barrett event. Um, you know, to, to have ways to get them in to vote, like whether they have to come in in a hazmat suit. Okay, or take not.
1: us back to the, take us back to the polls again. Sorry. Okay,
0: so you know, I'm sorry, I get all these rants. Um, so but when it comes say, to the polling, by
1: the way, real quick, interesting on the polling, I'm looking at the general election polls. Uh, nationwide, Real Clear Politics does a nice summary as
0: well. well I before. just wanted to give quickly Nate's yeah. number because to give oh, that context, it. It, was yeah. At, yeah. it was at seven point two before the first debate. Meaning it's, the spread between Trump the spread and Biden. was between Biden and it was seven point two percent. It's now at nine point eight percent.
1: Yep, yep. That is I, I mean, that's think the same about thing. That. I'm looking. I'm looking at the same thing. It's it basically it was literally debate night that Biden jumped two points and Trump sank two points
0: and And I, everything that's happened since then has led to it solidifying because those are people that probably were uh, suburban women had always voted Republican, seniors uh, who had turned Republican. The three groups you see turning against Trump on mass right now um, are seniors, which is incredibly important because seniors all vote and they were they've been a big part of the Republican coalition since they started voting Republican, oh sadly, over social issues. Democrats won them up through about ninety six, maybe even two thousand, barely. But they started moving away from
1: issues. Them. I would have thought seniors were more worried about Social Security and Medicare and things like that.
0: Well, you'd think, uh, and that was how we held that how they were a big part of the Democratic coalition for years. But Republicans started playing up uh, gay marriage and and abortion and all these sort of divisive well, immigration okay, and crime. And, and sure these, enough, they're these more things conservative. And, I mean, right? they're I mean, more you, un- think un- un- some... un- social yeah. issues. They're more yeah, conservative. Yeah, no, no, I,
1: would, I, it's tr- I mean, I kept thinking like the culture wars, but even if you don't make it culture war per se, if you're talking about our parents and our grandparents' generation, they're just probably going to be a little more conservative on average than us.
0: Look, right. it, you know, let's put it this down. way. Yeah. Um, and, and And I've said this on the show before, and I absolutely love it. Um, my kids are into superheroes we watch the flash tv show right right there there literally is you know numerous examples of uh biracial it was like what a biracial bisexual (laughs) um couple and i mean these are things that that generation like you're so far beyond their comfort zone um people like us are just like sitting there galloping along saying you know we're loving it Um, and i just think yeah. But but the difference is is that while Social Security and, and Medicare are important, also not dying is even more important. And the the whole handling of the pandemic among that group and the way he's doubled down, tripled down his coming out of you know that whole stunt when he came out of the hospital should be added into all of this. First, the ride with the Secret Service agents that was was incredibly. It's him. And then that whole ridiculous Mussolini-esque stunt on the balcony where he took the mask off and looked like he was going to keel over. All the data shows that all the stuff, people that were leaning away from him, either slightly or undecided, those that voted for him last time, those that voted for third-party candidates because there's almost zero interest this time, according to polling. You know, The libertarian candidate got, I think, four or five points last time. This time they've got one or two. The green candidate has almost nothing. Um, Can we see –
1: Real quick, though, but have we yeah. seen any polls suggesting any kind of, uh, we know the debate had a negative impact on Trump and helped Biden. We know that now from the polls. What did COVID do, Trump's COVID diagnosis? Have we seen any polls suggesting yeah. what
0: that? Yes, means? I mean, you've got, you've got seniors have trended further away from him because the feeling is this will never end this <laughs> I man cannot what
1: it is too i'm that old and if i get this disease i know i well, could die that's what i mean well that's what i mean <laughs> right. if you're that old not
0: me and, i'm and, quoting and, and, you know, right if you're that old and you were you were counting on this person yeah. <clears throat> believing all his bullshit that it was it was going to go away and that he could handle it and anything else he said uh and now you see What you see, which is literally the entire White House has become a hot zone. I mean, you couldn't have a better metaphor. What does that tell you? I mean, they can't even keep themselves safe. And then they keep doing it like you see the other day, you know, in Florida, which I have to assume was on Florida TV stations. Donald Trump holds this event indoors. No masks with all these. I mean, they just. Donald Trump Jr. You mean? uh, Did I say Donald Trump Jr.? You said Don Donald Trump. Oh, uh, I meant Donald Trump Jr. I mean, they're, they're, they're just, they just—they—they are determined to all die and take everybody with. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Um. And and so it's—it's it, it, it's something that I think offends a lot of people, but no more so than the people who are most risk. I think it also has sent women, in the suburbs, and then college-educated um, white voters in general, men and women, just fleeing. And those are the groups right. that they're hemorrhaging. And you, you, if you pick any one of numerous stories out there, there's some in the New York Times, Washington Post, other places where you'll see Republicans literally saying things like we've never seen numbers like this, that he's going to get so swamped, Trump is, by, um, by women overall, but college educated women could end up being like a fucking 50 or 60 point gap. I mean he could literally end up winning 20 percent of college-educated women. That's how bad it is. You've also seen voters of color with all this stuff. African-Americans are very strongly in Biden's camp. He wasn't doing as well. We talked about that with Latino, Latina voters, and now they're coming home too. And I have to believe some of it is, again, COVID and some of these other things that are going on. So it's –
1: Real quick, but did you see yesterday Trump? Trump? again about puerto rico no one's been better for puerto rico than i have I mean, I mean this guy he tried to sell puerto rico to what was it greenlander or no denmark he was trying to exchange it for greenland or something right. and i mean he wasn't he really that, because this was a fantasy in his mind but if well, no no, no wait wait, wait, that... wait stop let me ask you i'm sorry i don't mean to keep cutting you off but you may be you may be short on time today so i want to milk you Good for point. any detail i can um my question to you is what's going on with the latino vote that clearly trump is panicking that he would turn around and say, I love Puerto Rico when he hates Puerto Ricans.
0: He, that they're moving away from him. That there were there were a larger number of undecided voters. Hillary Clinton was a much more known quantity because she'd right. been around longer, and Latino voters, you know, were very supportive. And what you had was you had Biden leading Trump by a decent margin. But what you'd like to at the very worst get is get a sixty-five thirty-five right. kind of margin. You'd rather even get 70-30. And you know, it was more like Biden in the low sixties, you know, and Trump wasn't much higher than he'd been. He was like in the low thirties or so. But right. you had a larger chunk. Undecideds. while well, they've been heading towards Biden.
1: Well, what, it's why, one of the reasons do why. Why, why did we these just bullsharp? say this? Let me just yeah. say this quickly. It's yeah. one of the reasons
0: why Larry Sabato, one of the election handicappers, just moved Arizona from toss-up to lean Biden. Um, because like yeah. yes, there's been that much movement there. Um, why? Go well, ahead, here's John.
1: my question for you. Why were Why were so many people writing articles about Oh, Biden and the Latinos. He's in trouble. Blah, 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 and now all of a sudden, Trump because. Is
0: Everybody was looking for anything. I mean, some of them, I'm sure, were right wingers pushing agenda. <clears throat> and Some of them were reporters who are looking because of their both sides stuff. They're writing so many articles about all the groups that Trump is performing worse among, which right. is like most of them to all of them. That they're looking for something to write negative about Biden, and that was okay. the only thing you could find was, you know, you had this block of undecided. So that Biden was in the low 60s, he wasn't. In the I was mid-high. just going to say,
1: the only, Cliff, the only thing you can find is he's massively winning this block of voters, but maybe not as much as hillary or obama did
0: right exactly i
1: mean it's like okay yeah
0: i mean and most of us who who looked at those who looked at the the those numbers came to the you know who understand what numbers and elections means just came to the conclusion that you know there's got to be better outreach there's got to be more more uh to those communities from local validators there need to be more ads in in, on spanish-speaking uh stations and these kinds of things and you know it, it probably didn't hurt that bloomberg popped into to uh, Florida with a hundred million dollars, and a lot of that was put into Spanish language, digital, and I mean, so oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Now, I was just say wrap up. I think on the the presidential, and let's talk about the states.
0: Senators, okay, so we've seen some crazy, you know, because I'm not one of these. You know, I try to live in in reality where science exists. So just I don't just dismiss Republican polls that make no sense. I dismiss Democratic ones, right? right? Do I think Do I think Biden's up seventeen or sixteen? No. I think that, that was the high end. Was the one poll? <laughs> oh my god! I think it's. I think that's the high end of. Uh, in other words, the high end of that sort of spectrum he would have been in, where polls within the margin of error probably would have had him in the past at thirteen. The, you know, maybe 14. The movement has probably been about three, four points. And so now you're seeing it there, whereas the low end now, instead of having them at six, the low end will have them at nine. My guess is it's somewhere in the middle. And again, it, it, no election is over and everybody needs to go vote. But my guess is it's probably a solid 11, 12 point lead right now, which is would be a, a you know, a relatively historic landslide. It's like Carter Reagan in 1980, if this were to happen. Um in the states, you've seen the same thing. Some of the state polls are insane. Those snippy polls that came out that showed Biden up, you know, whatever was 10 or 11 in Florida, uh-uh. That's, again, on the high end of, you know, margin of error or whatever. But there's no doubt that for a while, Biden, to pick one state in Florida, was up by about five or six, you know, for a long time. And then he'd started to it started to get closer and closer. And there was probably a point where he was up more like two. <clears throat> and there's no doubt, looking at them now, I've seen numerous polls that have it in the five to seven point range. That gas, and that's a pretty good place to be. North Carolina has moved to from, you know, up one, up two, to now like up. I saw up four in one of them. I saw up, was it five? I'm trying to remember, but definitely up four and stuff like that. And I'll just say the last thing I'll say on this is you see in these articles Republicans in states that like should not even be on the radar Alaska, Montana, South Carolina, Missouri, right. Kansas saying he's in danger of losing these places, right? Because you have to remember, He doesn't have the money to advertise and defend himself. So whatever happens in those states is just going to be based on the natural, you know, it's almost like a control experiment. It's just on the natural news they're getting. We're not up on the air in there, and neither are they. So they're artificially keeping places like Florida and North Carolina closer with all of their lies that they tell on their ads. They're not doing that with Kansas and Alaska and whatever, and they could end up losing one of those states, right. Montana. These are all now low to mid single digit races in these states. Okay, all right. I'm demanding. And the demand I'll say because it's me. sort of a way of talking about the states and talking about the Senate, yep. is if the bigger deal about that is we don't need South Carolina, we don't need Kansas, we don't need Alaska, we don't need Montana, but there are four Senate races going on in all four of those states we could win. And that's the big deal because the, the Republicans' own internal poll that got leaked showed that um, that Dr. Barbara Bollier in Kansas is up 45-42, okay. that they are in serious danger of losing that open Kansas right. Senate seat. It showed that uh, Lindsey Graham and... Jamie Harrison are tied and Jamie Harrison's trending up and Lindsey Graham is trending down. Um, it showed, and God, that would be beautiful. Oh, it showed that, um, sorry. what? Oh God, John. We'll play John. You know, Alaska, which there was just a Politico article about now the Republicans are literally the last minute rushing in to dump money and to save their guy because polls are showing it tied. And I think even one or two have shown uh, Dr. Al Gross, the independent who the Democrats are supporting up a point or two. I mean, that's the, you know, and John, you know, uh, Alaska as well as anybody having worked for Stevens back in the day. I mean, it's not a state we're supposed to win. And then there's Bullock in Montana, who is, is also t- about tied and a very popular governor. And none of this stuff, uh, Trump is dragging all their numbers down right now. And it's happening in house races too. That's not as important because we already have the house, but you're seeing crazy shit. Let me give you one example. A lot of people know from Twitter because he's awesome um, Colonel Mo Davis, who you know, if you know who he is, John, he was the Guantanamo prosecutor, among other things, great. and he has been an outspoken because he retired Democrat, or at least somebody attacking the Trump administration for like two, three years now. He decided to run in Meadows' open seat. A lot of us figured, you know, it's awesome to have a great candidate there, but but that winning that seat, which is I think R plus five or six, was going to be an you know a near impossibility. Uh, even though we had a terrific candidate. Tom Meadows, well, who
1: is uh, now the White House Chief of Staff,
0: very conservative. Right. The guy that likes to, to when the cameras, he thinks the cameras are off, tell, tell reporters off the record what's really going on with Trump. Right. I was um, like which Trump will, which is, will lead to him, in any case, in my opinion, oh. will lead to him being being fired. Oh, it, oh, I mean, he's obviously, all, I'm just Trump, win, Fire him over that. Yeah. Well, yeah. The no only reason why is they probably all begged him not to because how bad it would look right now. But the, the, the day after election day, yeah. you know, he's gone. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, um, And in that seat, remember, the Republican they nominated is this fucking 20-something-year-old who went to visit the eagle's nest and was like, this is awesome. Do you remember him? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you have one literally a phenomenal Democratic candidate, a terrible Republican one. And you know it reminds me – it's almost like the Alabama situation with Roy Moore. Like we should have no chance in this district. But when you add up the unpopularity of Trump dragging people down and then you throw in – how good a candidate davis is and how bad a candidate this kid a poll came out that showed Mo davis of four points 46 to 42 like that would be insane if we won that district and there's a lot of districts that are a lot less insane than that that are a lot closer to the point where the the projections now are that democrats will not only will not lose the house which i don't think most people are worried about but will pick up at least five to ten you know in the range of five to ten seats and maybe more
1: and now a word from our sponsor Did you know that the average American has 97 points that they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? Scoremaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average Scoremaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. That's 61 points. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just the average sixty-one points, our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. And if you'd gone to ScoreMaster before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average sixty-one points, you could have saved almost a hundred grand on over the life of your loan. If you own a business, you know how essential great credit is. From getting a loan to funding projects to financing equipment, go to ScoreMaster first and see how super boosting your business credit score can save you a fortune. ScoreMaster—that's one word. Put you in control of your finances rather than the banks being in control. And roll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit Scoremaster, that's score S C O R E scoremaster.com slash offer. That's scoremaster.com slash offer. I actually used one of those services for free. I forget what it was. And was able to add like twenty or thirty points to my score instantaneously. It was pretty wild. Uh, it's not a it's not a fake. It's pretty cool. Now that we've said goodbye to Summer. It's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back in school. Everything's in flavored with pumpkin spice. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much change around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives you the appearance right away of changes, Uh, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit TriPlex, that's dot com, or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Oh, that's good. At least, you, at least you could try it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit T-R-Y-P as in Paul, L-X, or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. And now back to our show. Yeah, exactly. I'm, um, I'm looking at some of the specific polls like Arizona. There have been more recent polls that are still good for Mark Kelly versus McSally. A um, no. you know, con- little more concern, Montana. Recent poll shows uh, Danes up ahead by nine compared to Bullock. That's a poll yeah. came out on Thursday.
0: I I, yeah, that's that's not right. Who, who had that? Emerson. Oh yeah, they're they I think they're one of the Republican I I mean Oh that, I didn't realize that okay are they Well that's I mean that's so far off as to be absurd. I mean if something showed Dane's up three points, I could say, okay. Like I, I, all I, the even, other polls- I I even think that would yeah. be on the outer edge. Yep. But but when you combine that that Trump has crashed in Montana to where he's only up by three or four points. Right. and how popular Bullock is there and everything. Oh, okay. I shouldn't have I mean, switched Dean's, that Dean's up three points, maybe? Sure. Dean's up one point, sure. Bullock the same amount. Right it's somewhere right. in that range.
1: Hey, talk for a second about why, and I'm assuming, okay, let me give my idea and then tell me if I'm right. I'm assuming the reason why a huge presidential victory matters, meaning that, you know, our candidate wins by a huge amount is the coattails argument. And I believe the whole nature of the coattails argument is that if we get such great turnout, right. You know, our people turn out in such great numbers, you run a greater chance. Oh, I remember we talked about this two years ago, something like 90% of people now uh, do a straight ticket vote to make it easier. They just pick Republican or Democrat. Right, so that if you get so many people turning out pro Biden, maybe ten percent more than Trump, ninety percent of them are going to click all Democrat, and it's going to help the down ticket. Well, raise. just
0: the, you know, the nature of the parties obviously has changed, and it's coalesced where all the conservatives and right wingers are in one party, and, and more moderate liberal, you know, in the other party. I mean, I think about someone like my mom who. In our district, and you know, I don't remember it was '80 or '84. Would go out and vote for either Mondale or Carter, absolutely, and then would vote for our then uh, Senator Jacob Javits, who was rated the most liberal Republican in the Senate, and probably more liberal than half to two-thirds of the Democratic (laughs) Caucus. Our liberal, our liberal House member Bill Green, who I voted voted for, for Bill Green when I lived there, who literally was ranked the most. This is on the, the East Side of Manhattan, the most liberal member of, the, of uh, the Republicans' caucus in the House. Our state senator, Roy Goodman, was it Goodman? I'm trying to remember, but maybe Roy isn't the right. In any case, who was like very, very liberal, who, who went to the Republican convention I think, in 2000 and said he couldn't support Bush. I'm just saying, like, that party is, you know, that because Chicago is the same thing. You used to have and Illinois you used to have these, you know, Edgar, Jim Edgar and these types, these moderate to liberal Republicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yep. it just, yep. you know, for the most part, there's some exceptions, but it doesn't. So everybody votes straight ticket because, you I'm know, a, one of them
1: most well. Yeah, I remember him. He yes, was always-
0: exactly. Because of how
1: very good, moderate Illinois Republicans.
0: Yep. Oh, and who was the great one? Who was the environmentalist? There was a fantastic one who was uh, here. Who was a Rockefeller Republican environmentalist? I can't think of his name. Who just was terrific? Who I loved. I wrote a really good piece about him when he passed away about his legacy back in the day. Thompson
1: was a huge one, but I'm forgetting. I don't know.
0: I'll look while we're talking. Yeah. and I'll, I'll yeah. find it. Um, but the point is, is that. You know, it, it, people are straight ticket voters because, you know, basically it's pretty much a lot easier to know where who's going to rep- represent your values because the parties are so different at this point in the Republican Party, if we're being honest, is not a party. It's become a cult. Right. And it's flat out dangerous. And, you know, and so, um, yes, when you're turning out more people like that, when you're doing all this, the coattails are hugely more important now than they were back in the day. You just don't have the tickets, splitting that you have. So, I mean, in all these races we're talking about, these Senate races in these states, again, it doesn't matter that Biden win South Carolina or Alaska or, or you know, uh, Montana or Kansas. But if, you know, if, if, or Mississippi, for that matter, where Mike Espy's only down one point and could win, which would be historic. I mean, Mike, sent African-Americans to the Senate from Mississippi and, and South Carolina, I mean, that would be a thing almost up there with Obama becoming president and so you know the the all you know all he needs to do is is perform in you know the 46 47 48 range in those states you know he can lose but if he's within three four five points then if you've got good candidates and bollock is a great candidate Harrison was a great candidate Bolier and gross and Aspie, they can win. So, yes, the coattails part of it is incredibly important, not just in, in what Biden wins, but what Biden keeps closer. So, so the folks that need to draw some Trump voters or, or you know, third party voters or whatever don't need to do as much of that. OK. Um, ditto for, for Texas, which Beto O'Rourke is pitching the Biden campaign on hard to go in big because Biden is still raising gobs of money. And I mean, you know, I mean, uh, winning Texas Trump's money
1: situation. I've been reading articles just this week that Trump's had to cut back a lot of ads because he doesn't have any more money. So
0: his strategy from looking at what he's done seems to be – like literally it's the – it's a a pinhead strategy. Like literally he has to – it all rests on the head of a pin. Everything has to go perfectly, at least in the strategy that he's putting together, which is they seem to be conceding Wisconsin and Michigan that they're going to lose. They're pulling money from there. They're pulling money from Iowa, Ohio, and a number of other states that are really too close to call, and they're just rolling the dice because they don't have the money for them and hoping that they hang. I they think they're in a slightly better position, and they're putting their money into North Carolina, Florida, um, Texas, Arizona. Texas. Um, yeah. I mean, they have to – I mean, Texas is basically tied right now. This is why O'Rourke is pitching Biden so hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the great, last it's two – po- the last two polls to come out in Texas have shown in a tide race, uh, Georgia, because the Biden people have gone up heavy in Georgia. Um, and so they're putting all their money for the most part in the Sun Belt, um, with the exception of Pennsylvania. They're 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 trying, they realize they can't win without that. So their, their strategy is to hold Pennsylvania from the last election and all those Sun Belt states. And like, basically, you know, they've got at this point a 270 something electoral vote strategy is what they've got. Um, and I'm not saying it can't work. Uh, I'm not saying anything can't happen. I'm saying everybody better get the hell out there and call everybody they know and email everybody they know and get people to the polls and vote and you know but it, there's no doubt that they're seeing the the numbers they're panicking and they're really they have no money. part of it's because Trump's been so crazy uh that donors have, have backed off part of it's because donors just assume he's going to lose at this point uh with the polling numbers that are out there that would happen to anybody. Uh, and then the last part of it, which is uniquely Trump, is that he was using so much of the damn money on his legal bills, because that's the that's the kind of guy he is, because <laughs> he's got huge legal bills, because he's a fucking crook, and because you no, know, you know, of course, has no morals and is willing to spend all this money raised in the assumption people give him the assumption he'll use it in his campaign to use it to try to keep himself out of jail, that. They've spent a huge chunk of money that they no longer have to put on put into. Yep. So that's the, that's what's going on. There.
1: Let's okay. Let's pivot because we still got more election stuff to talk about than a few other issues. But um, Kamala or Kamala, Kamala. God, it's so hard as the Midwesterner to say Kamala. It reminds me of I think I told you this. A woman in grad school whose name was Dorothy, and she's like, "It's not Dorothy, it's Dorothy." And I'm like, okay, only the Wizard of Oz, Aunt, Auntie M, says Dorothy. Dorothy! Right? I mean, I was like, we don't say Dorothy in Chicago. It's very difficult to say. Don't just, well, it sounds like saying auntie. You know what I mean? To me, it's like Dorothy. Yeah. It's just, it sounds like I'm being a fat. In any case, uh, why the hell I was going off on that? The um, I don't know. Kamala. 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 So, you know, I almost feel like the debate was so long ago that I don't have a lot to add, which is funny, obviously. Um, But I mean, only because I think it's been rehashed enough. I I don't even know.
0: Obviously, I thought you did great. I give it 30 you know, seconds, know. And I, if you want my, my take on it. Oh, wait, it let me tell first. I've, okay, I've you go for it i I've doing
1: heavy cliff because I I feared you're running off. But if you do an hour, then I'm going to be pissed
0: because I gave you the whole show. But well, I want I, you to I, do mean, the, I know it's been a hour, but I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go within 15 minutes. So, okay. Yeah, but so well, you got the um, data,
1: so I like it when you when you go on the uh, yep. election data. But um, with with Kamala, I thought she was very good. I thought Trump was very good. I Trump, was very good. I, Trump. I thought pence was very good i mean obviously he's an idiot he's an asshole he was horrible he lied but i'm saying in terms of how the public at large might perceive him right you know he's very present i was talking to my, my mom barometer very presidential seeming right he's very i've always said that i i want i like to elect people as president who come across as really uh, good grounded business people right kamala yeah. kamala absolutely she struck me as she Corporate CEO, it was her prosecutor, you know, the nice business suit, the whole thing. Pence, the same thing, looked like a corporate executive. I I like that look. I thought both of them pulled it off. Um, She pulled punches a few times, and it was interesting because I forget who on CNN, I think it was, that mentioned it and said, I was talking to, you know, a black colleague of ours, and he said to me, she's an African-American woman. Of course she had to pull punches. She didn't have a choice. And then when I think back to the debate, there were multiple times where... I felt like she bit her lip when you're going, oh, my God, he just said this. You can hit him with this. And she kind of bit her lip and smiled. It's because she had talked to Hillary and Hillary gave her advice and said, you know what? As a woman, unfortunately, you've got to really – and we've talked about this too much, but this fine line between angry and librarian. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be either one. So I thought she was very good, but I thought thought he was smart. He was up on the issues. I mean he lied, but still he sounded like he knew he was talking about – and for some people that will give them some some comfort. Uh whether the president uh VP debates even matter, but I still think because the problem for her is problem, not problem. The uh issue she has to deal with is Biden's older. I mean, Trump is old, Biden's 3 years older. And, you know, will Biden run for re-election in 4 years? We're not talking about it, right? But, you know, the guy could be 82 at that point, 81, 82. Will he run for re-election or, or will Kamala be the Kamala be the 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 presumptive next person or God forbid something happens to Biden in the next four years in office. Right. So with both VPs, you've got a real, at least possible COVID, especially real possibility. Maybe one of them will be president so that she's got to really convince people she could be president. I think she did. I liked her.
0: I always like her. Well, she was always my top choice. I think she did it in a huge way. I think the thing that she's so good at um, is that she delivers harsh critiques with a smile. Yeah. And she doesn't yeah. lose her cool. And the thing about Pence that's uniquely difficult, as you said, is um, I wouldn't go as far to compliment him as you. Um, I, I actually think he came off badly at least a couple of times when he kept interrupting and wouldn't shut up. And it seems the women who responded in, you know, at least in polling, the fact that he kept talking over the moderator and kept interrupting her. I mean, that will become yes. a meme for all time. The way, she, sat polls- there and she just said, hold but on, polls- I'm going to say it to you, I'm talking, John. I'm talking. I'm talking.
1: Well, no, no, I was just going to say, but the interjection <laughs> is polls showed exactly what you said, which is men. Tended to think Democratic men tended to think it was a draw. Republican yeah. men, of course, thought he won. Uh, Democratic the women, the women on the right, especially didn't like what they saw. Interestingly right. enough, and yeah.
0: and that's the thing is that he We're not women Trump's of off. He to be Pence. Yeah. Yeah. The women he comes off to women as yeah. that boss that, that never listens to their idea, that yeah. always thinks, you know. I mean, he, to me, I tweeted out he's this classic, mediocre, older white guy who's never done, he never performed. His, his governorship of Indiana was a fucking catastrophe. Yeah. His vice presidency is a catastrophe, but he just still thinks he knows better than everybody else. Yeah, now. He did it. He interrupted it in, a, in a much more polite way than he didn't scream and yell and act like a fucking baboon. No, I mean, certainly. Um, so I think but yes, he, he certainly he came, came off with more. Just correct, because he, he talked over. Came it. up with more gravitas. He, yeah. he you know, in all there's no doubt. But I do think the interruptions, I would say, hurt him. His appearance yes. led to question Let's see, you know, I can get into the fly on his fucking head because I saw that yeah. right away. I still am going to yeah. claim I was one of the first ones on that. I started They're tweeting, I'm like, there's a fly on his head that will not leave. It wasn't right. even that it landed there. It's how right. long it, it hung out. I thought yep. it was like maybe an SOS. It was crying out for help. It was yep. stuck in his hair goo. Um, he's so oleaginous that maybe it was just covered. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point being um, that, that but the, the thing, and, and again, this is what we've worried about. Him, when I've talked about on this show, a smarter, better fascist than Trump yep. is that he is, he Pete Buttigieg, who I know you're a huge fan of, John, and I, I what he's been doing the last couple of days has been incredible. I'm a fan of his too. Basically, said before the debate, the biggest danger with Mike Pence is he is completely comfortable in a calm and collected way, looking at you in the face and absolutely lying and throwing out statistics and context to. to Back up his lie, and 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 pushing it the way when he said to attack, tried to attack Kamala Kamala Harris for politicizing the deaths and you know i mean he he's, yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah. The, stuff, the stuff he says is so outrageous that i'm yeah. so glad she's yeah. so good at this because it would have made me want to punch him in his fucking face yeah. and she yet held her you know yeah. with all the lies and all the you know donald trump worries about everybody and you know all yeah. this garbage that was coming out of him um he's the, you know i think the interrupting and the way he looked was probably a negative but overall he came off as somebody no doubt that that we came off as much calmer, had it together more, and lied with within a soft tone, which is what he stood out. He's a so good I mean, liar, I guess. No guess I, maybe that's my point. Right, this is nothing liar. like the first debate, but overall polls did show still that most people – that in the two polls I saw, each of them gave it to Kamala Law by an average of about 10 points. I'll take it. All she needed to do really was to come out even. People thought yeah. by a little bit, she won. Fine. Well, um, do you no know harm. You know, do you no know harm has got to be the that's main campaign. Exactly right right vote on it. Uh, Most people don't vote on it. If anything, with some of the hardcore Republicans who are even horrified by Trump, Mm -hmm. maybe Pence stemmed the, the bleeding a little bit, you know, for a moment or two for a night or two. But then, of course. Trump jumped right back in with his crazy tweeting and going on that Fox interview and acting like a complete lunatic and calling for Obama and Hillary to be arrested. And I mean, you know, that's the thing is that even if, even if Pence helped for a second to give the impression of there's more stability in this administration than you think, you know, all it took was Trump within 12 hours to come out and do what he does. So, I mean, you know, it may have stemmed bleeding on their side a little bit for the short term, but long-term does nothing.
1: So, So the next debate, Trump and Biden, totally fucked up. um, And and I mean, it's been pretty funny, actually. Yesterday, Trump just went back and forth 10 times, maybe Maybe it was four times, on whether they wanted to debate, they didn't want the debate, they wouldn't do it virtual, maybe they would. And it's there. Anyway, it was what what is good is i think that that is a sign just like the stimulus negotiation which by the way is back on and the word is trump is desperate for a deal which is hilarious
0: because trump yep. is the one who killed the entire thing 2 days ago remember that's the deal maker the guy that makes all the best i mean everything about this guy's person it's anybody bought is hilarious yeah. He's well
1: he's and i mean he's on the, the fucking he's joke. on the drugs now cuz of his covid and it's probably affecting his mind but what is good about this is even for the election he's always been, he's
0: too hands-on in a funny way,
1: right? I mean, I think right. he's, what
0: do they say? I not, not with the, the um, details, just with the big picture, and he's terrible at the big picture, because well, he can't see on that. It's a joke, I forgot
1: what the, uh, there was a joke about pigeons and bosses, but the main, I know there was an expression for He's a swooping boss or something like that. But it basically means the boss that's really distant and then they swoop in like a pigeon shit all over everything and then fly away. That's Trump. So he's not there, Jimmy Carter, managing all the details every day, but he likes to swoop in and, no, do this, do this, do this. So he just fucks everything up and screws up the planning. He screwed up the whole negotiation over the debate next time about how safe it would be. He screwed up the stimulus talks. And then it also makes him look weak because now Pelosi knows Trump is of course, Trump is desperate for a deal. It made no sense that Trump was like, I eh, don't do it by the election.
0: In, in a long list of stupid things that he's done, that may have been the stupidest. They could have tried to portray this as Democrats were you know, trying to just get welfare and give this to that and lied yeah. their way through it. So they weren't going to sit down. Instead, Trump was like, no, nah, we don't need a deal. Yeah, it's basically he brought, all, and that's what you see in in some of these articles with their numbers cratering in these states, and you know the Senate Republicans like McConnell freaking out they're going to lose the Senate. Oh, delicious, yeah. um, you know, is that things like this where he said that, and so basically what he said to everybody out there who's jobless and fucked this, like screw you, ah, we're not going to do anything. We don't need to do anything for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, who would do that and take the blame on themselves? This moron. That's who we well, do. And,
1: and I think one of the risks is that voters sit there and go, you know, things are so fucked up. Let's just vote against everybody and see what happens. Except if you vote against everybody and Republicans are in charge, it means the Republicans are going to pay, at least in the Senate and the, and the presidency. You know, that that's the yes. because it's not clear that the money would have gotten there quick enough to help people. But it feels good. It feels like government's functioning. The markets would go up. People would say, oh, thank God, there's more help coming. It just gives you a more positive feeling about what's coming rather than. Jesus Christ, everything's cracking down. Everything's falling oh. down. And as a as a president, you just want more money out there to help people. You just want that as president. You want to spend more money. Again. Get the economy going. Last little push.
0: He's an yep. idiot. And he for, did a lot of crazy stuff, but that was the well, and actually, you know?
1: That's why he should have reached the deal in September because he needed the money out there. So there was Correct. an economic blip in October that looked like, whoa, more and I think kind of to it with seniors,
0: too, again, and, 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 you know, these groups that he's hemorrhaging among, among is just the lack of stability. It's well, now the whole White House has the pandemic. They're still going out and holding events without masks. He doesn't even care enough to be to, just says, no, I'm not going to negotiate for a stimulus bill. I mean, all this stuff just, yeah. you know, it reinforces, you know, all this. So, I mean, again, yeah. uh, we'll, well, it's all it's all self-inflicted wounds. And I think that and the, the, those couple things will end up the the, the the refusing to show up at the debate and I don't care if he's back and forth and everything I mean maybe it'll change. My understanding right now is that is that the they've agreed to give the whole period of time to Biden to do a town hall. And that the the you know the offer for Trump was is off the table at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can bag well, his way I mean, back the into problem a, a is Biden virtual already, debate.
1: Biden agreed to a town hall with ABC next week so the whole thing's screwed up now. He already right. agreed. He basically said, you know what? Trump dropped out. Okay. I'm not going to waste my, my – So opinion. he gets
0: all this free time. Trump loses a debate because yeah. he's a petulant child, and he had, he doesn't – he, I'll hear the deal. I mean hilarious. A man who literally does not realize when he has no leverage. There's no leverage there. He looks like a coward for not being willing to do a debate. Biden's got nothing to lose. Biden looks responsible for saying, if you still have coronavirus, I'm not getting on a stage with you. So you go forward with the debate. Instead, in classic Trump chaos style, he refuses to. He pays the price. Same thing with the stimulus. He makes himself desperate. He attacks and says that he's not doing anything. Now it's tied to him. He's being blamed. And and they know there's just literally no leverage. I mean, Democrats, if any deal is made, should just ask for every single thing they want, or we're not doing it. Because he, he has he has nothing going for right. him now. I and mean, quite frankly, like, I don't, you know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's out there announcing a 25th Amendment commission. <laughs> She's not really jumping <laughs> to the idea of a deal. <laughs> I know. God bless her. <laughs> um, oh so, you know. Yeah.
1: No, but he's, but it's good because it makes it very hard to our- long-term strategy, which is great. You know, so Chris Christie, let's, a yes. uh, to the COVID people. Chris Christie, still an in MIA. I could, yeah.
0: Sorry? Have not heard. He has not, unless yeah. Have not heard from him for I think six days now. Now it's six since days since he went to the hospital.
1: Well, and here's um, what I think. Remember, Chris Christie's um, statement you know, was something. something Ivanka
0: got, and Jared have, have disappeared. Ooh,
1: Cliff, you're breaking up on me a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're breaking up a bit. Are you there?
0: Oh, I don't
1: know. Oh,
0: weird. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can now. Yeah, I lost you for a second.
1: Okay, we're having some little technical glitches with Cliff. Um, keep saying what you were saying about Ivanka and Jared.
0: They've disappeared. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. they've got coronavirus, Bill he's where they are. Bill Barr's disappeared. Oh, and the other huge thing that came out with Barr is that that, that their their whole bullshit Durham report that's oh. going you know that was gonna try to frame, you know, Hillary and Obama and God knows who else for spying on yeah. Trump. They now have said they will not have ready before the election. Yeah. Yeah. And see and
1: his deputy stepped uh,
0: resigned. On the Durham. Let's remember, she stepped down and said it was political. And this is bullshit about two, three months ago. She should, we should not forget the heroes and all of this, the people that, because with her, maybe they could have gotten it done in time. I don't know. And she refused at the risk of her career. And these are the people that you need to thank. And not these cowardly fucks in the Republican Senate, but these people, you know, Homeland security people under Trump who've come out and spoken out and against him and endorsed Biden, the people who are sharing what they saw at actual risk to their careers. Um, you know, we saw what happened to Alexander Vindman. So, I mean, you just, you have nothing. To respect. So, yeah, that's not going to come out. We don't know where Barr is. He was exposed to all these people. And you see, he's right there, you know, almost. Kellyanne was cheek to Kelly cheek. Oh,
1: because yeah. they were whispering to each other cheek to cheek.
0: Yeah. 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 So.
1: Actually, yeah. the Christie, let me tell you, the uh, at a finer point on the Chris Christie thing. So he, and remember, he admitted himself to the hospital Saturday or Sunday. And he said he did it out of an abundance of caution. And we all went, or something like that. And we all went. Who admits themselves to the hospital? Oh, I feel fine. I tested positive. So I guess I'm going to check into a hospital for a few days. Nobody does that. So, but we were mocking him at the time. Now that he's been MIA for six days, yesterday I saw somebody in New York tweet, some, I don't know, journalist or somebody else and said, I talked to three people who who should know, I forget what the expression is, with knowledge of the situation, who have told me that Chris Christie's absolutely fine. He's not on a ventilator. And I tweeted back and I said, you don't usually have to use anonymous sources to say someone's fine and not dying. That's correct. You should have lots of people on the record going, yeah, he's fine. First of all, Christie himself should have tweeted or something or done a video and said, yeah, I'm fine. Hello. And and But but if people are doing it anonymously, correctly. Cliff,
0: which means he's not fine. Well, if you think about their ages, all of them, and the shape they're in. He's young. And all yes, of this. Not all 50s, of them. But did you know that? Christy's not He's upper right. 50s. Right. But with him, I'd yeah. be talking about, I'd be talking more about oh, the shape. The obesity. Yeah, yeah. And with Trump, it's the age and the shape he's in, and the fact that they pump yeah. him full of all this stuff, and still, we may not have seen the worst of it hitting Trump. I just think, again, statistically, uh, one of these people would would become Herman Cain. I hate to say it. I mean, I don't root for people's so death. It's, I'm just it's weird that
1: it would be weird if it's not,
0: because, yes. Right. Yeah. Because they're in the they're all of them are, are at least in their fifties It's far maybe not Bill Stepi the campaign manager I don't know how old he is maybe he's only in his thirties or forties but almost all the other ones are north of fifty and when you combine north of fifty with the shape some of them are in and some of the other stuff statistically one of them
1: yeah you know but we're we'll hearing see. about none of them and it's weird um God you know the uh uh. The militia – and I'm going to use militia on purpose here. The terrorist attack planned by the militia against the Michigan governor, Whitmer. And by the way, I'm using – people need to use the word militia in this case. Everyone has been saying, don't call them a militia. No, 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 no. You need to say militias are planning
0: terrorist attacks. Well, I wouldn't even call them militias. They should be called terrorists.
1: No. Hear me out. Hear me out. The word militia is already part of the lexicon. We need to convince people that the word militia means terrorist.
0: I'm good with that.
1: But that's why you say, yeah, that militia terrorist attack, the militias were planning a terrorist
0: attack. Yes, you what I mean. terrorists next to each other.
1: Yeah, Um, that's what I mean, because otherwise, otherwise you're actually leaving the word militia exempt if you say, oh, terrorists in Michigan, nobody thinks, oh, it was a militia. No, 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 they were terrorists. You've got to say militia planned a terrorist attack. To overthrow the government, and one of the reasons they were really upset, one of the guys who planned the attack, they were going to kidnap her and basically put her on trial, which means they were going to execute her. Basically, um, one of the guys in his social media ramblings or whatever was very upset that she closed the gyms in the state for COVID.
0: Oh, that's definitely. Is there
1: a better Karen reason to to commit a kidnapping, assassination, and overthrow the government than she would, closed my gym?
0: I would also throw out these couple of facts. But one of the seen guys. These guys I One of these guys is, is, is a picture has been going out with him prominently hanging around with Charlie Kirk, the head of Turning Point. Oh, USA. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes, who also, by the way, just got in trouble with Facebook for fake comments and ads and all sorts of stuff. I don't know if Facebook were actually do anything to them. Right. The state house and state senate leaders literally joined a bunch of protests outside the state house mm-hmm. where some of these people that support these terrorists were. And Donald Trump insulted her. I mean it's clear they're no longer – a political party; they are an authoritarian, yeah. almost quasi-domestic terrorist group. I mean, we're at that point now. they well, need to it's, be... it's it's fascism. It's fascism when it reaches the violence stage. That I is mean, correct. That's... The threatened violence and the actual violence, because then. Yeah. But in any case, I am going to have to jump, John. I don't All know right, if you've jump else. I got a
1: few more issues I'll hit on. Um, so I'm sorry, guys. A lot of work stuff
0: for the election, and I'm just getting crushed. So I've got to jump to that. You're awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, And we'll get you a lot of content next week, but I'll I'll let John take it through from here.
1: Yep, Jump and I'll do a little bit more. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Hang up and you should disappear.
0: Yep. I'll disappear. Hello,
1: hello, Cliff. All All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. So uh, another issue I wanted to mention was the court packing issue because this is the issue where uh, the media – is getting very upset in the last couple of days. And uh, you saw Pence do it at the debate with Kamala as well, because Joe Biden won't answer the question of whether he's going to expand the Supreme Court beyond nine members and add new justices and its court packing and blah, 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 And putting aside for a minute the substance, right? Because we all know that the Republicans stole a Supreme Court seat four years ago, Merrick Garland's. They're stealing one now with Richard Ginsburg because they violated the, the their new fake rule uh, during, you know, during uh, Garland that now they're not even going to abide by. You know, oh, if you have a Supreme Court nomination in the year before the election, you don't hold that nomination, except now we are, of course, um you know, now we're going to vote on it. But um but what is interesting is the media is just verklempt. Oh, my God, Joe Biden won't answer the question. He said, wait until the election. He said, we'll get into that once we're in office. Oh, my God. And they're freaking out at Biden. Because Biden won't tell them everything. First of all, why should Biden tell them anything just to start with? A. B. It's a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical that depends on what they do. What do the Republicans do with regards to Coney Barrett? Does she even win? B, does Biden even win the election? C, what happens in those first couple months? For example, I don't know, two Republican concerned Supreme Court justices could die or have to step down for health reasons. They could catch COVID and, and not be able to stay on the bench. I mean, you don't know. And maybe that solves the court problem right there. I don't know. But everyone's freaking out that Biden won't answer the question. And all I can think of is but her emails in the sense that you're upset. Biden has no transparency because he won't answer one hypothetical question. When Donald Trump won't even tell us if he's dying, they still won't tell us. If he's had a negative coronavirus test, they won't tell us when his last negative test was before he was positive. In other words, when was he even being tested last week? Was he tested around the time of the debate with Biden? Was he negative before the debate with Biden? A day before the debate, was he negative? They, they won't tell us any of this, which basically means they're hiding something. Something went wrong. I think Trump had symptoms. Trump knew he had reason to know that he was sick and he went to the debate with Biden anyway. The nice way of looking at it is he didn't he thought he was going to do well at the debate, so he didn't want to have to step out. The evil way of looking at it is he knew damn well he was sick and he hoped he was going to get Biden sick and kill him. I mean, I mean, you know, um, so the idea that that uh, and then Trump's taxes. Right. We still haven't seen Trump's taxes. We have all the subpoenas Congress has issued that the Trump people just decide to say, eh, we're just going to say no. We're just going to ignore the subpoena, break the law. No one, and because of Bill Barr, nobody can enforce the subpoena anyway, right? We've got all the things we've been waiting for from Donald Trump over these years, things for him to explain, explain the Ukraine call, explain what the hell was going on with Russia, explain, by the way, who the hell does Donald Trump owe $400 million to? Nobody knows, right? But Joe Biden won't ask, or, won't answer a hypothetical question about the Supreme Court. So everyone's clamped. You know what? Fuck you, as far as I'm concerned. Just fuck you at this point. Just pisses me off. I mean, there's a lot of problems in this country. Joe Biden hasn't answered your pet peeve question, but her emails. Um, The uh, Trying to see sort of what else we had going on. So, yeah, so the next debates, God knows what's going on. I think Biden handled it well. Um, The uh, I don't know. I may not have too much. It's funny. I'm looking at my notes now, but we were trying to rush through because Cliff initially thought he only had half an hour. Um, So we kind of went through it. Uh, We did hold our debate night watch Zoom party for the pod for the podcast. And it went really well, actually. There were about 13 of us there. Um, you know, part of the way through I did lower the volume because I wanted to hear the debate. <laughs> people were really getting into it and chatting back and forth, which is great. Cause it's what I wanted. But, but at one point I was like, I've got to hear the debate. Uh, my friend, Michael, who uh, does, a, Michael Giltz, who does a lot of uh, entertainment writing entertainment reviews said it reminded, it reminds him of, of when people want to do, oscar parties and they went. <laughs> they want to do academy awards parties and he's like no i want to like listen to what's going on i don't want to hear people talking but anyway people really liked it so we will do another one if there is another debate uh that was the only ooh, I stretch uh, um if there's another presidential debate there is a third one planned for october 22nd anyway so that one should go on but with trump who the hell knows he's panicking um but uh But we'll do one for that. And who knows, maybe even election night. I don't know. I mean, I may do it election night and, you know, leave it on. I may not participate as much, but if folks want to be able to chat, because I know I'm sorry, the last little point with that, which was nice. Some of the folks were saying, you know, they, they sort of live in rural areas. There aren't a lot of Democrats near them, so they really didn't have friends to even get together with to watch it. So I think it might be a nice idea to do it for election night just for folks almost like a coffee, you know, drop in. People can just drop in when they want and hang out, chat together a little bit and I'll have it on and I can keep popping in. But anyway, I think we're going to do it. It was, it was nice. And it was, it was fun to see the faces too of people. It was just kind of fun to kind of fun because we've got a little virtual community here. And, and especially for Cliff and me, cause we're always doing the talking. It was nice to have people. Oh, which reminds me, we, we are definitely going to do a zoom podcast for, I think for the, uh we owe the $10 and up supporters uh a, uh well, initially we called it a, what was it? The G, not the G chat, the, uh the Gmail thing, the Hangouts, which I hate, uh, but we're going to do a Zoom with you guys and we're going to set it up. I might even try to set it for next week. One of our podcasts will simply be a Zoom. You guys can join in, talk to us, uh, ask questions, etc. And then I'll put the audio and video up for everybody else to watch. But the advantage for the $10 participants is you actually get to join in. So hopefully next week I'll let you know about that. Um, otherwise, God, it's October 9th. You know, I, No, I mean, I'm still feeling good about the election. Obviously, we should all be worried to death. I mean, it's all cliche at this point, you know, don't trust the polls, get out and vote. I mean, obviously I'd say uh, spend as much money as you can on the campaigns, uh, get people revved up, keep talking to people about how good the Dems are, how the Republicans are in trouble. You know, one of the things that's really good about convincing people that Trump is in trouble is it kind of makes people give up. Like they kind of say, well, you know, I'm not going to give any, I mean, Trump's going to lose. I'm not going to give him any money. You know, maybe I won't even vote or whatever, but there there, there's a, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy aspect to people who think they're going to lose and voters who think they're going to lose, they just kind of give up, which is good. So I think keep talking that up. Keep uh, same thing happens on our side, right? The more people think, "Holy shit, we can win this," the more there's an incentive for them to uh, contribute to the races last minute, for them to show up to vote, for them to talk to their friends about it. It creates an excitement. I mean, I'm excited. It, it creates a fervor, and that fervor makes you want to do just a little bit more. It, it it's um what's the expression? Nothing wins like success or something like that, or or nothing excel. The basic point being that um, the best way to sort of win is for people to think you're going to win. <laughs> I think um, Oh, Pelosi's doing a press conference. Oh, she did a press conference yeah, about her, uh, the stimulus. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Let me look at Twitter really quick, but we did kind of, we kind of flew. Well, it's been almost an hour though, but we kind of flew on that one. Sorry, didn't mean to go so fast. Like I s- said, but We thought Cliff was going to be so quick with that. Uh, He was going to be gone. Um, Okay, Illinois Congressman, test positive for COVID. Representative Mike Bost, B-O-S-T, Republican, Illinois 12. He tested positive. I don't know whether he was at the Trump super spreader event, but that's interesting. Um, Anyway, so that's where we are. Um, Like I said, the polls are... uh, the polls are looking good. We've got only three weeks before, but I guess the final point I'll say with that is, you know, again, with Hillary versus Trump, the polls kept going back and forth. She'd have large margins of victory and then she'd go within a a point or two or Trump would even be a point ahead. Whereas with Biden, he has not only been ahead of Trump all year, he's been ahead of Trump for the last three years. And that's good. And there's going to be voter fraud on their side. You're going to have the Russians. We still... Wouldn't I? Wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some kind of October surprise from WikiLeaks and the Russians and all of that. This time around, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just totally fake. You know, if I were the Russians, I'd just fake something, right? Um, also, if I were the Russians, I would just, I would just uh, steal one ballot, you know, change one vote on a voting machine just to really screw things up and have everybody not trust anything that's going on, right? So, I mean, there's lots of ways the Republicans could screw this up. We know that Trump is coming up with more ways the justice department he he did some kind of change to the rules but the Justice Department can now investigate voting irregularities like while they're happening so the idea is to try to i guess interfere with the polling places, stop people from even showing up so there's there's lots of ways trump can can muck this up and Trust that he and Bill Barr will do it now, I guess the the irony is if Bill Barr is really sick with Covid, then it's kind of like you or me being sick with the flu. The last thing we're doing is being helpful at work, you know, so if Bill Barr is sick, I'm not gonna wish him sick, but if he's sick it's it's not helping trump, and Trump, by the way, you know his doctor, the quack uh now is saying that trump is is fine to be back on the campaign trail to, on Saturday, which is insane absolutely insane but you know what he's infecting his own people i mean i feel bad that they're infecting everybody else at restaurants and things like that but as far as his own you know his own voters whatever he wants to infect his own voters that's his choice and if they want to keep showing up without masks it's their choice anyway um i don't think i've missed anything big i feel like there's something big i'm missing but i think that's it so all right it's friday yeah we'll be back monday or tuesday depending as always i mean you know something huge happens we can always do an emergency podcast but at this point we'll be back monday or tuesday and uh i think that's it folks so yeah thanks for joining us thanks for doing the zoom hangout like i said that was fun so we will definitely do more of those and we've got to see if we can find some more election guests because i really want to get election guests now for the next few weeks to talk about what's coming up but um knock on wood i'm i'm cautiously optimistic but scared to death which i think is the way you should be so fight think you can win but fight like hell being afraid it's going to be stolen from you and that's the best way to win all right folks so thanks for joining us and uh we'll see you next week bye-bye and now a word from our sponsor now that we've said goodbye to summer it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back in school. Everything's in with pumpkin spice. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much change around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives you the appearance right away of changes, Uh, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours. You can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit TriPlex, that's T-R-Y-P as in Paul, dot com, or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Oh, that's good. At least, you, at least you could try it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit T-R-Y-P as in Paul, L-X, or call 800-685-1292, and say the code VOICES at checkout.